Three chimes mean good times on NBC. In just five weeks, Dennis Day and Judy Canova bring back their two delightful programs in an hour of fun for all on Saturday nights. This weekend, 400 Americans have a holiday date with death. Stay off the list. Be careful. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Presenting Joel McRae as Jace Pearson in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, authentic stories from their official files. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's transcribed case, dead or alive. At exactly 9.13 a.m. on Wednesday, April 16, 1947, the French freighter Grand Camp, carrying a highly explosive cargo of ammonium nitrate fertilizer, blew up in the harbor of Texas City, Texas. It was the first in a chain of explosions as chemical plants, tin smelters, and oil refineries disappeared in blasts and flame. Shortly after 1 a.m. the next morning, the major chain reaction was set off. The explosions rocking the city of Galveston ten miles across the bay, where excited crowds gathered in the streets watching the raging flame-pierced sky. X-ray, X-ray, Texas City death toll, 300, hundreds more missing, scores of bodies unidentified. Paper, mister. Yeah, give me one. Here. Read about it, unidentified death toll. Where are the names, Vance? Where's the list of the dead? They only got a few of them identified. Well, is Ralph's name there? Wait a minute. No, no, he's probably all right. A working square like him would be. But he worked at one of the refineries that burning. Stop blubbering. Want to attract attention to me? No. No, Vance, no, but he is my brother. I gotta worry about him, too, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Over here into this doorway. Look at that blaze over there across the bay. What a spot to clean up. Money, jewelry must be laying around the streets. Just but wait. Hans, can't you crazy? There'll be police there. Rangers, you're in enough trouble now. Yeah. Yeah, Lily, you're right. But I'm getting out of it now, for good. And that place over there is going to do it. Maybe your brother Ralph is one of the dead they haven't identified. Man. you got to go there, baby. If he is, you'll have to identify him. Oh. If he is there, in with the ones they don't know. There's nothing you can do to help him. But you can help me. Vance, what do you mean? Well, if you find him there, baby, you can identify the body and say it's mine. Vance. You want me in the clear, don't you, baby? won't be chasing after me if they think I'm dead, don't you see? But my own brother, what are you asking me to do? I'm asking you to do as you're told. If you want to walk out of me, go ahead. But if you don't, you're going to want me to keep on running for the rest of my life? <laughs> or let him get me and send me to Huntsville for 10 to 20? Oh, I don't want anything to happen to you, Vance. You know that. Well, then show me, baby. Show me. You can't help Ralph if he's over there, but you can't help me, don't you see? I'll get out of here tonight. I'll let you know when to meet me. Maybe at that resort place we passed near Lake Blue Water. We'll be free, baby. You and me, free from there on. But how? What'll we do for money? Uh, that'll be taken care of, too. There's a safe in Landstone. I've been itching to get at it for a long time. One last box job, baby, and enough to see us through. Uh, now, go ahead, right now. And remember, if you find your brother, he ain't Ralph Brenner. He's me, Vance Young. And come back, pack up, and stay put till you hear from me. From then on, it's gravy. Nobody ever arrests a dead man. By Friday morning, April 18th, more than 200 bodies, many still unidentified, were laid out in the Texas City High School gymnasium. Texas Rangers, including Ranger Jace Pearson, were on hand to help distraught relatives make identification. You 
you're sure your husband isn't in any of the other places where bodies are being held? No. No, Ranger. He, he may be all right. Lots of men have been so busy helping others, he, he may be one of those. Oh, if only he isn't here. Let's hope he isn't. The embalmers are still working on more bodies over at McGar's garage. It's the only place handy. Keep your hopes up, but don't hope too much for a while. I'll be all right. Might as well start looking through this next row now. They're, they're pretty bad cases. Recognize anything on this one? No. This? No. Vance Young. Vance Young. The name burned in my mind like a branding iron. There was no time to ask her, and yet I had to ask. It was part of my job. I waited until we got out into the street. There's some information I have to get from you, Mrs. Young, about your husband. All right. Did he... Did he have a criminal record? Yes. Did you know we were looking for him? For a string of safe How oh, does that matter now? He's dead, isn't he? Yes, I'm... I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> You'll find some men at the desks in that building across the way. They'll help you with funeral arrangements. All right. Thank you very much. Vance Young. Jace! Hey, Jace! Huh? Oh, hello, Kurtz. Captain Simpson wants us. Where is he? The mobile unit? Let's go. I'll be glad when this assignment is over. I hope we never see another one like it. Yeah, I've helped with five identifications today. You stand there with somebody and see their life fall apart because of a freak accident. Woman who just left you, she finds somebody? Yeah, her husband. Kurtz, it was Vance Young. Vance Young? The knob knocker? Yeah. Looks like the explosion ended his case for our files. Don't you think we better check the body for prints and marks? Oh, you got it too badly. She identified him by a ring. Unidentified bodies give a knob knocker like Young a big chance to disappear. I thought of that too. Except for one thing. That woman's grief was real. She wasn't faking it. A week passed. A week of horror and nightmares. Till the fires in Texas City were controlled and stopped. And men with tight lips and grim courage started to rebuild the ruins. Most of us rangers went back to regular duty in our regular areas. Then one day, while Bud Kurtz and I had just finished a routine job and were driving back to headquarters, a call came through via short wave. KTXA to Unit 10. KTXA to Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXA. Go ahead, KTXA. Unit 10, proceed immediately to Landstone, Texas, Arthur County. Safe of mercantile store burglarized there at 4 a.m. today. Crime reported by owner when store opened at 9.30 a.m. this date. Any lead on responsible subject? Subject unidentified but known to be one man working alone, according to information given by Watchman. Watchman was overpowered, being treated Landstone Emergency Hospital. Units 10 and 6 proceeding to Landstone will keep KTXA informed. Unit 10, 10-4. Assignment Authority, Captain Stinson, KTXA Austin. Landstone, about 40 miles, Jace. Yeah. Knob-knocking job, huh? Yeah. At least, though, there's one safe specialist we can eliminate right from scratch on this one. Who? Vance Young. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about him. Dead men don't rob safes, do they? reached the Landstone Mercantile store at 11.15, and Sheriff Joe Pastroni showed us through. Uh, these back rooms are used for storage. He came in through the back, went through that door over there to the general office. That's where the safe is. How'd he get into the building? Forced the watchman to let him in. Watchman patrols this whole area, door shaker. 
Has keys to get into all the stores if he sees anything that looks funny. Well, then he must have met the safe cracker outside. Yeah, I guess so. Watchman was pretty dazed this morning. But the doc is patching him up at the hospital. Deputy will drive him back here as soon as his head's fixed. Now, as you can see, been over everything for fingerprints. You find any? Sure, hundreds. They probably all belonged to employees of the store. Best bet is to check the prints on the safe first. Already did that. Only two sets. Owner of the store and the bookkeeper. Well, that won't tell us anything, Jace, unless one of them robbed the store. Mm, that isn't likely. Better have a look at the safe now, Sheriff. Sure thing. Our last office back here. What make is the safe, Sheriff? It's uh, Will's Atlas, new model. It's a tough box, Jace. Steel and wrought iron plates and more alarm wires and the marionette show. Yeah, but a good safe cracker could divert the alarm circuit without tripping it. And the box is a cinch because he's got the wire holes to start working on. Here we are. You figured it, Jace. Back plate blown clean out. Yeah, and didn't even have to drill. Small nitro charges in the wire holes, and it was as good as having the combination. Here's where he jumped the alarm circuit. Need hookup, all right. You take the pictures of all this, Sheriff? Yeah, I can pick up a set of my office if you like. Thanks. Oh, Winky. Howdy, Sheriff. Rangers. I've been waiting for you. Uh, this is a watchman. How's your head? Well, Ashburn ain't gonna help it any, I'll tell you that. You gonna get the fella? We'll be able to answer that better when the fingerprints are checked. Fingerprints? He ain't gonna find any he left. He's wearing gloves. The figure, Chase. Yeah. Tell me, Winky. Would you recognize the man if you saw him again? Could you pick out his picture? Yeah. If had his picture took with a sack over his head, I could. That ain't likely. You mean his face was covered? Had a sack over his head, like I told you. Holes for the eyes. You ain't gonna catch him by no fingerprints or pictures. Maybe you ain't gonna catch him at all. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Winky. Uh, Sheriff, would you mind going down to your office for prints of the pictures of the scene here? I'd like them sent on to my headquarters for an M.O. check. I uh, sure. Take care of it right away. Uh, uh, what kind of check is an M.O. check, Ranger? It means modus operandi, Winky. All criminals have definite methods and habits. They're repeated on each job they do. Forms a pattern. Well, there's sure a pattern here, all right, Jace. Method of entry, where that circuit was jumped. Sack mask, nitro charge, and the wire holes. Yeah, and it fits three men. Three safe crackers we've followed before. Yeah, there's Bert Larkin. He's still doing time in Folsom for a job he pulled on the coast. Yeah. And the other two are Jack Fontaine and Vance Young. Yeah, but Young is dead. That leaves us Fontaine. You, you mean you know who did it without nothing to tell you? Mm, there's plenty to tell us. The modus operandi can be almost as good as a fingerprint or a signature. I'll be winged. Maybe that fellow's going to pay off for slugging me after all. And for hurting my arm when he grabbed me in the alley there. How'd he grab you? Show me. Go ahead, show me. It, on you? Well, well, let's see. He whipped my arm up behind me like this. Then he jabbed a thumb up behind my ear like this. Sure hurts, don't it? Sure does. Well, you can let go now. Judo still fits Fontaine, Jace. Yeah. Or Vance Young. He used it, too, on other jobs. When did he slug you? After he made me open up the back door and let him in. You mean he sneaked up on you before you could draw your gun? Sneaked nothing. That's why I didn't get on to him at first. Heard him come walking through the alley toward me like he's taking a shortcut. You heard him? Yeah, it was dark. So I didn't see the mask until I lit a match. He asked for a light, see? Then he grabbed me. And he got me inside here and, and beat on me and kicked me. Chase, that doesn't sound like Fontaine. It wasn't Fontaine. He always sneaked a watchman from behind, and they never heard him. He always wore sneakers. Well, then who? Vance Young. That match trick is Vance Young's. But Young is dead. Maybe yes, maybe no. But I know one thing. I'm going to find out. You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. And now, we continue with tonight's case, Dead or Alive, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers.
headed for Texas City in Galveston. Kurtz and I had no way to move until we knew for certain whether Vance Young was dead or alive. As we drove, I put through a request for headquarters to dig up some information. We were still on the road when KTXA came up with the answers. KTXA to Unit 10. KTXA to Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXA. Go ahead, KTXA. Have information you requested. Woman who identified body of Vance Young in Texas City gave name as Lillian Young, residing at 410 Harbor Lane, Galveston. Deceased was wearing ring used in identification. Has subject Lillian Young claimed ring? No claim has been filed yet. Ring still being held at property claims in Texas City. Unit 10 also requested check on place where body identified as Vance Young was originally found. Body was among those recovered from debris of amalgamated refinery plant 7. Unit 10 believes identification may have been falsified. Possibility Vance Young still alive. Units 10 and 6 continuing investigation. May be tied in with robbery in Landstone, Texas. Proceed. Keep KDXA informed. Authority, Captain Stinson. Unit 10, 10-4. ADXA, Austin. You get that address, Kurtz? Yeah. 410 Harbor Lane, Galveston. If we're right, she may have cleared out by now. But we've got to try it. What do you want me to do? I'll drop you at Texas City. Get that ring and check every living person who worked at Amalgamated. See if any of them remember that ring and the man who wore it. Right. I better call KTXA again and have that marriage record traced. Find out when and where that woman married young. What her maiden name was, everything we can get. We'll be in Texas City in a couple of minutes. I can start the check from there and bring the information to you where we meet. The Harbor Lane address in Galveston. I found the rooming house Lillian and Vance Young had lived in, but I was too late. Lillian Young had checked out the day before. The landlord showed me the room. They, uh, they lived here. Five, six months, all told. You get to know the husband very well? I'll tell you the truth, Ranger. I hardly ever saw him. Only time he ever left the place was at night. His wife said his eyes got hurt in the war or something. The, the sunlight bothered him. When did you see him last? When they moved out? No, no. He, he wasn't with her then. Last I saw him was, uh... Oh, he went out about a week ago. Night of the big blast over at Texas City. Cracked the wall plaster here. Are you sure you didn't see him after that? Oh, I'm positive. I, I don't think he ever did come back. Didn't even hear no talking from the room. Just, just her. Crying an awful lot. I see. She decided to leave kind of sudden? Oh, like a jackrabbit hearing a hound dog. Left for work yesterday morning. Came steaming back about an hour later. Give me the keys, pack up, and left. Came back from work. You know where she worked? Yeah, yeah, I do. She was a waitress. The, uh, uh Bayshore Diner. Bayshore Diner. Thanks. So she up and quit on it just like that yesterday morning. Right smack in the middle of the breakfast rush, too. Because the postman come in and gave her a special delivery letter. Who was it from? Who was it from? With 20 orders of ham and in the fire, I got time to read a mail? All I know is she leaves me the serving, the dishes, and the cleaning oh, and everything. Oh, stop beefing, Chuck. That little old gal had trouble. Yeah, yeah, you should talk. All you got to do is drive one cab. You don't have the serving and the dishes and the cleaning and everything. Why don't you find yourself a little old chaplain to hear your troubles and give me some coffee? Come on. Okay, okay. Maybe you can tell a ranger more about Lil than I can. Hanging around her, making eyes at her all day. You took her out when she left here. Is that right, driver? Did she leave here with you? Well, she hired my cab, if that's what you mean. Where'd you take her? Well, I took her home. Waited while she packed some things, then rushed her to the bus depot. She said somebody in her family was sick and she had to go help them right away. I guess that's what the letter was about. <laughs> I was sitting there having my breakfast like I always do, and I... Yeah, I, yeah, I... I understand. But what about the bus depot? You know what bus she caught? The northbound toward San Antonio. Cut it mighty fine, too. Got there just about a minute before the bus pulled out. Would have made it a lot easier if she didn't make me come dashing back about a mile after we left here. Back here to the diner? No, back to the laundry down the street. Guess she had some stuff in there. Although, she didn't bring a bundle out with her. And then on top of that, she says she can't pay me. 
Not that I'd mind, except for the ten extra blocks back to the laundry. I could have put the flag back up as you told me beforehand. You say the laundry's right down the street? Yeah, about half a block. Thanks. I'll walk down. Hey, Jace! Hi, Kurtz. Fellow at the rooming house told me you came down here. Yeah, find out anything on that ring? Plenty. A couple of men who worked at Amalgamator recognized it. Belonged to a plant man named Ralph Brenner. And it wasn't Young's. No. I got that rundown on Young's wife. Her maiden name was Lillian Brenner. The guy she identified was her brother, not her husband. And that's why she was broken up. I knew that part wasn't an act. Come on. Where are we going? We're going into the laundry business. Yeah, she was real upset because the things wasn't ready, but you know how it was, Ranger. We was almost ten days behind because of Texas City. They was even using our delivery trucks for emergency over there. Some of our men left the job to help out. Yeah, yeah, sure, but uh, what did she leave here? Waitress uniforms? Oh, lands, no. Diner up there has a regular uniform service. All she ever left here was men's shirts. Probably Vance's shirts, Chase. Yeah. Uh, real good shirts, too, Ranger. Kind you don't have to starch at all. And real fancy colors, too. Dude wouldn't want to be found dead in some of them. Did she say she'd be back to pick them up? Oh, no. She, she asked me to send them to her, COD. Said she needed the money she had on her for traveling. Shirts like that, you'd think her and a man was living off the top of the hog, but... Sure, she... sure, but uh, did she give you an address? Oh, yeah, I got it right here in this book. Mm. Um, right here. She, she wrote it down herself. General delivery, Lake Blue Water. Uh, the shirts are ready now. I'm going to mail them out tonight when I leave. We'll save you the trouble. Wrap them up, and we'll deliver them for you. Kurtz and I headed for Lake Blue Water, towing our horses in a trailer, ready to follow Vance Young no matter which way he moved. It was dark as we drove into the town. The clock on the courthouse was just striking nine. Not many people on the streets, Jace. Looks like everything's closed up for the night except for the movie in the drugstore. Better find a place and turn in. Yeah, I think we ought to drive out of town, camp someplace off the lakeshore, walk the horses out for a while. I thought we were going to plant that laundry bundle at the post office in the morning, watch for a pickup. We are. Well, why not pasture the horses at the edge of town, find accommodations right here? If we stay in town overnight, it may start some talk. Talk drifts. We don't want to tip our hands. Well, I guess you're right. Well, let's get out to the lake and find a campsite. Uh, funny thing about Young's wife remembering his shirts. Guess it's force of habit for a woman. Strong thing, Habit. His safe-cracking habits told us he was still alive. And now maybe her habits are going to make him wish he was dead again. We took the road for the lake, past the summer cottages skirting the shore on one side of it. Then as we rounded a curve and passed a house in a group of resort cabins, I spotted something. Hey, Jace, what's the matter? I saw something. Wait till I back up. Headlights picked it up as we came around this curve. There. Look at those. All I see is the back of a few cabins, some wash on the line. Look at those two shirts on the end of the line. <laughs> Look like a couple of rainbows, even in this light. Hey. That's the kind of color scheme Vance Young goes in for. Shirts we have in the laundry bundle are just like those. Lights on in a few of the cabins. Yeah, I'm going to leave the car here while we have a look at those shirts. Horse trailer will make too much of a racket if we drive in. Yeah, no chance of being taken for tourists with that on the back. Better cut the motor and douse the headlights. Yeah. What was the laundry mark on those shirts we've got? 410 mark. That was the number of their house in Galveston. Come on. Let's see if we can find it on that line. And close the car doors easy. Right, right. Take one of them down so we can get a better look at it. What's the matter? Clothespin stuck. There, I got it. Hold it low to the ground. I'll cut my hand over the flashlight. Good. There it is. 410. These belong to our boy, all right. Quite a few cabins, Chase. He's in one of them. That's all we have to know. Come on. this end cabin and go right on down the line. We better be ready for anything. Here's the first stop. 
Jase. Yeah, you have to feel your way around. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be anybody living here. Ah, this one's empty. Now well, let's move All on. All right, you. What? Hey. Uh, put that flash out before I fire. Oh, no. Oh, Rangers, huh? I'll put it on. That's better. Who are you? Uh, name's uh, Ed Bullock. I own these cabins. Uh, just walking back from the boat dock with a couple of guests. Saw you sneaking in the dark. You, uh, you looking for a place to stay? No. We're looking for a couple named Young. Oh, well, that's funny. It was Mr. Young who spotted your shadows. Hey, Mr. Young. Was that Young just with you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, him and his wife was right behind me when I flashed light in here. They spotted us, Jace. Yeah. Come on. Hey, hit my boat. Somebody started my boat. Is that the only boat you got down there? Only one with a motor. There's a canoe. We're not going to reach him, Jace. They'll head across the lake. How far is it, Bullock? A mile and a half. Kurtz, grab your horse from the trailer. You can beat him around to the far side if you ride hard. When you get there, flash your light. That'll keep him from trying the shore over there. Right. What about you? I'm taking the canoe. And hurry. We'll get him. Uh, uh, Ranger, I better go up back to the office. My wife... You can uh... faint later, Mr. Bullock. Right now, I need you. I'm going out in the canoe. Flash your light from this shore. They'll think I'm here and they won't dare land on either side. But make sure you don't turn the light on me in this canoe. All right, Bullock. Turn your light on as soon as I get out in the open water. I paddled the canoe toward the center of the lake. Kurtz beat the youngs around to the opposite shore, and I could still hear their motor when I saw the beam of Kurtz's light. The youngs saw it, too. The beam wasn't strong enough to reach them. I heard the boat in a turn, and the motor came back toward me for a moment. And it went dead on the dark water. What'd you stop the motor for, Vance? Shut up. They're waiting for us on each shore. But their lights don't reach us. Thanks, we gotta get out of will here. Will you shut up and let me think? There's a little wind. The boat will drift to the far end of the lake. But that's so slow. Well, what do you want me to do? I can't swim like you can. Why can't you use the oars? Because the oar lock squeaks, stupid. They'd hear them. Yeah, there's only two of them. They can't cover the whole shore. Gee, Vance, it's so dark. And I... Hey, I hear something. What? Something in the water. You're crazy. Can't you see the lights on the shore? Well, thanks, I do hear something. I see it, it's a canoe. What? Don't move, Young. I'm coming into your boat. What, you? I'll drain you with the sword. Look out, the ah, ah, ah. Ah. <laughs> Help! Help! Let go of me. Let go! Go! Hey, have you, have you got him? He, he can't swim. Where he's going, it won't matter. Uh, grab on the canoe and kick for shore. I got a nice dry shirt waiting for him. Convicted of robbing a safe in the mercantile store, Vance Young, on the basis of his previous record, was sentenced to life imprisonment at Huntsville. This is Joel McRae. Many of our listeners, particularly in Texas, recall these cases we've been dramatizing, and some listeners have sent in questions about the Rangers. Yes, it's true. There are only 50 Texas Rangers. And to show you how busy these Rangers are, from 1946 to 1948, the Rangers handled nearly 17,000 cases. With Texas as big as it is, that means they cover about four times greater area per man than any other police officer in the world. Next week, we'll have another authentic story I believe you'll enjoy very much. Like the others, it's based on their official files, adding further glory to the Rangers. Hope you'll be listening. Good night. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the MGM production Stars in My Crown. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. This is Hal Gibney speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Your Saturday hour of fun begins in four weeks. You'll hear Judy Canova and this young man. Hello, everybody. This is Dennis Day. On October 7th, I'll be starting a new season on the air. There'll be fun for all, lots of music and laughs. 
So join us for our opening show October 7th over your favorite NBC station. Yes, beginning October 7th, hear Dennis Day, then Judy Canova in an hour of fun on NBC. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. The Dennis Day Show returns to the air at this time in just three weeks. Remember the Dennis Day Show returning over most of these stations in just three weeks. Presenting Joel McRae as Jace Pearson in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, authentic stories from their official files. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's transcribed case, Candyman. It is 4 p.m. April 14, 1947. A prisoner at the jail in Pentland County, Texas, is being returned to his cell as the visiting hour comes to an end. His name is Paul Abbott, serving out a six-month sentence for petty larceny. His cellmate, John Saygood, has not had a visitor. For Saygood is being held without bail, awaiting trial for murder. All right, Abbott. In. Your wife bring what I told you to get for me? Yeah. Yeah, I got it, Johnny. Candy and... And the razor blades. You know we're not supposed to have razor blades. Yeah. If they find them on me, they might put me in jail. What are you so nervous about with your lousy six-month flat bit? I'm facing the chair. My nerves are still better than yours. Look, Sacred, I only got a month and a half to go. I don't want to get in no trouble. Lay off, will you? Are you, you telling me what I should do, you cheap heister? Oh, Johnny, let go of my arm. You're hurting me. No kidding. Really? <laughs> Gee, kid, I'm sorry. Maybe I play too rough and you're my pal. Model prisoner like you with only a few weeks to go never gets searched after a visit. And you're so good to me. Have a piece of candy, pal. I don't want any. Okay. You know, while you've been out visiting, I've been thinking. I'm going to let you and your wife do me another favor. A big favor. Look, I gotta be careful what I ask her. I can't upset her now. You know that. Oh, that's right. The baby's due soon, ain't it, Papa? Wouldn't want the kid to start out without an old man, would you? What do you mean, Johnny? I wanted to see if your wife could get these razor blades in. Now, next time she comes, tell her to bring me a hacksaw and a gun. No, no, Johnny. You don't want to see me go to the chair, do you? Now, if you do, I could take one of these blades to your throat. No, no, Johnny. Keep your voice down. All right, Johnny. All right. I'll do it. I'll You'll do it. You'll do it. Now, don't kid me. I can hear the wheels turning in that square head of yours. Next time the screw takes you out of here, you'll spill your guts. I won't, Johnny. I swear. I know you won't. And I'll tell you why. Because if you rat on me, somebody will slip a shiv into you. In jail or out. Now, remember that. Remember it if you ever want to see that kid. You don't realize what you're asking me to do. I ain't asking, I'm telling. If you decide to get brave with your own neck, remember I can have your wife taken care of, too. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. You might. All right, Chuck. Here comes the screw. What's the yelping, Bell? What's going on in here? We was just arguing, that's all. Bell, what? Baseball. How many games Gehrig played for the Yanks? Is that right, Abbott? Ain't that right, Abbott? Yeah, that's right. Baseball. Hello, 
Frantic with fear, Paul Abbott yielded to Sigurd and, through his wife, obtained the gun and hacksaw. The blow-off came a week later when the Pentland County jailer was killed and Sagood and Abbott escaped. While roadblocks were being quickly set up by Ranger and Highway Patrol units, Ranger Jace Pearson contacted Sheriff Leonard Ginn at the county jail. Well, they were in this cell, Ranger. Yeah. Some of the lock has been hacksawed, Sheriff. Yeah, they must have waited in the passage until the jailer turned the corner here and shot him through the stomach and took his keys. Any idea where they got the gun? No, no, but Abbott's wife was allowed to visit. She could have slipped it in to him. You've got a pickup out for her? Mm-hmm. Deputy's out after her now. Abbott made a big jump when they gunned the jailer from petty larceny to jailbreak and murder. I don't know. A murderer like Saygood, he had a reason to crash out. But a first-timer like Abbott with only four weeks to go, he doesn't figure to make a break. Oh, just the same. Abbott's gone with Saygood. We may find out why when we bring in his wife. Sometimes a man goes places he doesn't want to go with a gun in his back. What could I do, Sheriff? What else could I do? That man would have killed him. Yeah. Did you arrange anything else for them, Mrs. Abbott? Get clothing or an automobile? No, how could I? I even had to lie to my mother to get money. To, to buy the gun. Paul was in jail and I wasn't working. I was always borrowing money to bring them things. I understand. The one behind the bars doesn't do all the suffering. I'd have done anything for Paul. But I had to take the food out of my mouth to buy things for that other man. And it isn't me alone. I'll be having my baby soon. Why did Paul go with him? Why? I don't think he went willingly, Mrs. Abbott. I'm afraid he went at the point of that gun you brought in. Oh. <laughs> I begin to agree with that, Ranger. You told us you brought Sagood a lot of candy. Yes. More than a dollar's worth every week. There's a real sweet, too, Jace. Always sitting up a yammer for sugar at mealtimes. Yeah. Mrs. Abbott, will you excuse us for a moment? Sheriff, I want to see you for a second. Oh, oh sure, sure. Got anybody watching our house in case Abbott and Sagan show up there? Yeah, it's covered. Good. Your office hasn't any report of a stolen car, huh? No, nothing yet. And they're probably on foot. Could be out of the county by now, though. We have other ranger units in the area. I'm going to call my headquarters and have one of them come with me so he can beat the countryside. Okay. Anything else you want me to handle? Yeah. They'll have to eat wherever they are. And even if they have money, they won't take a chance on being spotted buying anything for a while. Mm, that figures. I want you to make a careful check on any robbery report you get from food stores. Uh-huh. I'd like an itemized account of everything that's taken. I got a hunch Sagood will make a special effort to get his hands on some candy. All that day, nothing turned up in the roadblock. While Ranger Jim Leeds and I rode through the countryside without finding a trace of the man we were after... But on the following morning... Maybe we've been heading the wrong way, Jace. I don't think so, Leeds. Coming this way would have been the fastest trail out of the county. Otherwise, all wilderness for more than 80 miles. Too much of them on foot without supplies. Still figuring they cut through toward U.S. 280, eh? They must have. They'll have to get to a car someplace unless they got a spot to hold up in real close. I don't think Sego to take that chance. He'll want distance. Yeah, Farmhouse head. Hmm. A rider coming, too. He's really pounding leather. He sees us. Coming right this way. Let's meet him. Uh, howdy, strangers. Ooh, 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 hey, I didn't expect anybody so soon. Well, what do you mean? Well, I just called the sheriff less than half an hour ago. Ain't that why you're here? We didn't know about your call. What happened? Well, my dogs flushed a couple of prowlers during the night. I've been out all night hunting them, or I'd have put in a call before. Maybe you're boys. You know what they look like? No, all I saw was two shadows. Dogs woke me up like I told you. Men was prowling around. You better have a look at this place, Leeds. Yeah. We'll ride back with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long ago did it happen? 
Oh, reckon it was 2 a.m., about six hours ago. You say you chased him? Yeah, but I couldn't spot him in the dark. Just rode around all night. I'd have had any sense, I'd have called right away, but he threw a couple of shots at me when I saw him, and I got hot and went for my gun and lit out. I see. They get anything? So when I went back to the house this morning, my missus had a couple of shirts and jeans with missing. Must be say good and have it all right, getting rid of their jail clothes. They have horses? Oh, I didn't hear any. Maybe they were going to take a couple of yours and didn't have time to get them. How come your dogs didn't stay after them? Dogs pinned up. Should have turned them loose, but like I said, I, I was too hot to do any thinking after they shot at me. If you had done any thinking, you'd have stayed home. One of the men you were chasing is a killer. And about as cold as they come. We picked up their trail near the farmhouse. And about four miles out, we found the ashes of a fire and chicken bones and feathers. And in the brush near the same spot, a bundle of prison clothes. From there, the trail led straight to the U.S. Highway. See the road through the brush now, Jace? Yeah. Let's hope we spot a highway patrol car before we... Well, what's the matter? Something off the road in that patch of Douglas fir. Uh, looks like the front of a truck pulled pretty far back. Come on. Get up, Charlie. Get up, boy. Come on. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh. Haul truck. Stacked with new cars. Uh-huh. That's what they are. Well, screen from the road, all right. Yeah. Uh, driver doesn't seem to be around. Unloading ramps down, Jace. Tire tracks on the ground. <laughs> They've got a car now, all right. Wonder what happened to the driver of the truck. Blood on the cab seat. And more on the running board in the ground. Goes this way. There he is. Dead, Jace. Probably tried to go for help and couldn't make it. Yeah. Wound looks like Sagood's trademark. Shot through the stomach. Listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Now we continue with tonight's case, Candyman, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. I left the horses with Leeds at the nearest town. He did some checking while I got a lift back to Pentland to pick up the car and horse trailer. Then I drove back to meet Leeds where I'd left him. Come on, boy. Get them, Taylor. Ooh, blue boy. Ready to roll, Jace. Yeah, we'll roll as soon as we can figure out which way. You check on those gas stations? Highway patrol went all the way down the line. No station service to car we're looking for. No pump locks were broken during the night. They must have driven as far as they wanted to go and ditched the car. Somewhere within about 100 miles from here. How do you figure that? Well, new cars coming off the assembly line only get a few gallons of gas put in them. If they didn't take on more gas, they got as far as they could on what was in the tank. That makes sense. We'll head west. Sagan's had trouble in Oklahoma and Louisiana, according to his record, so he'd go to New Mexico where he's clean if he left the state. Yeah? Guess it's our best shot. Unit 10 to KTXA. Go ahead, KTXA. Have report for Unit 10 on subject John Saygood. Only known associate of Saygood's was woman known as Marcella Roberts. Present whereabouts unknown. Last location was place of business, beauty salon in Abilene, Texas. Left there two months ago. Unit 10 request check of cosmetic distributors and supply houses. Check recent orders as possible source of new address on subject Marcella Roberts. Will do, Unitent. Uh, moment, Unitent. I have another message coming in for you, Unitent. Stand by. 
Unit 10 standing by. Maybe they found the car, Chief. A big help if they have. Here it is, Unit 10. General store at Pike Hill entered during early morning. Situated 30 miles west, your present location. Check of stolen merchandise includes candy. That fits subject say good. Proceeding to Pike Hill immediately, Unit 10, 10-4. KDXJ, Austin. Back of the store here, Angel, and I hear this noise. I got up and lit the light, and it was just before daybreak. Yeah. Mm. See anybody? No, no. I opened the door into the store, and then the dang cat popped into my room and started purring and rubbing against my leg. So I just figured she knocked something over, so I went on back to bed. I see. Didn't know anybody had broken in until I got up this morning and found the dog glass busted. Must have slept through that, though. <laughs> I sleep real sound. Guess I woke up when they knocked this stack of canned goods over. Got them up and got them all stacked again now. You call the sheriff right away? Yep, yep. Soon as I found a few dollars from the cash drawer missing. Didn't think about the candy counter. Don't keep much, you know. Till a couple of kids come in later on wanting some peppermint lifesavers. Then I saw a whole box of them was gone and some chocolate bars. I guess that's when the sheriff got in touch with us then. Now we'll rope off this showcase and have somebody from our lab come in to check it for fingerprints so we can be sure it was the man we were after. Not much doubt about it, Chase. Nothing like being sure. We drove further west from Pike Hill past Virgo while we waited for the fingerprint check. We combed the brush along the highway looking for the car Sagood and Abbott had stolen, but there was no sign of it. If it was abandoned, it might stay hidden for weeks. Nothing in here, Jace. No. Would have been a good spot to ditch a car, though. Well, they couldn't have driven much further than this. We may find it further on. Uh, maybe. Maybe we've already passed it. Hey, call on your car radio, Jace. Yeah. I heard it. KTXA to Unit 10. <clears throat> Come in, Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXA. Go ahead, KTXA. Report on subject Marcella Roberts. Cosmetic distributor check shows nail enamel ordered in subject's name two weeks ago. Delivery made to adorable beauty salon, Virgo, Texas. Units 10 and 7 continuing investigation. Unit 10, 10-4. KTXA, Austin. Pile in, Leeds. Virgo's about 50 miles back, Jay. Yeah, I had a hunch we came too far. Figure the woman's helping them hide out? Sega didn't head in this direction without a reason. If she isn't hiding him, she'll know where he's headed. Marcella Roberts wasn't at work, nor was she at her home when we got there. But she came home about an hour later. We left our car out of sight. She didn't see us until she came up the steps to the private entrance on the porch. Roberts? What? Oh. Oh, Rangers. I didn't see you. Thought you might be able to help us. You know a man named John Sagood? I used to know him. Long time ago. You seen him lately? Well, how could I? I heard that he was in jail. Paper boy must have been neglecting you lately. He's out. We're looking for him. All right, Ranger. I'll tell you what I know. He, um... Probably headed for Oklahoma City. Told me once that he could always hide out there if he got in any trouble. He should have carried a compass because he headed the wrong way. He broke into a store at Pike Hill before sunup this morning, and he was still moving in this direction when he left there. Well, I haven't seen him. Good. And you won't mind if we take a look through your apartment. If you've got any objection, one of us can wait here while the other gets the warrant. All right, you can come in. I only hesitated because the place is a mess. Sure, but we won't tell the neighbors. Come on, let's go. Well, here you are. I couldn't hide a mouse in here. Leeds, check the bathroom and closets. I'll look in the kitchen. Right, Jay. Nobody here, Jay, that's for sure. There was somebody here. 
What do you mean? I mean, if you were a better housekeeper, you might make a better liar. You could have swept up these candy wrappers on the floor. Is there a law against eating candy? I eat it all the time. So does Sagan. You happen to have a 30-day diet tacked up on your kitchen wall. Your figure says you've been following it pretty close. You can't prove anything with that. Maybe not. But there's something else. Two different brands of cigarettes in this ashtray. One brand doesn't have any lipstick on them. I had a boyfriend visit me. I'm going to check every store in this town and find out if you bought a load of groceries today. And if you did, what? you better be able to show them or prove where they went. Ranger, <laughs> You're concealing and aiding a murderer. You can serve a lot of time for that, Marcella. Enough to rub off those good looks before you get out. I don't want to go to jail. But you don't know Johnny. He killed me. Where is he? Well, I took him and the other fellow up the back road to the Sierra Diablo foothills. He did hide out there and come back in a week. After I raised some money for him to get out of the country. You lead us out to where you left him. And don't bother about raising that money. He isn't going to be needing it. <laughs> place where Sagood and Abbott had been dropped, at the base of the wild Sierra Diablo country, catching the last rays of the sun. Leeds and I took our horses out of the trailer and started after them. Getting pretty dark, Jase. Yeah. Have to leave the horses and go on foot soon or we'll lose this trail. I can hardly see anything now. Uh, hold up a minute. Whoa, whoa, Shark. Oh, what? Moist patch here. One of them slipped and fell. Yeah, the one making the heaviest tracks. Probably Sagood. No, Abbott. Sagood's bigger, but he's using Abbott for a pack mule to carry supplies. Look how the tracks spraddle out. Yeah. Sure must be carrying weight, all right. Headed right for that rocky ground ahead. We won't find any more prints as clear as these. Want to tie the horses off here? No. I think we better lead them. They can walk this ground, and we may need them coming out. Now, let's keep going. Now, please! 
I knew what was wrong with the fire. It was a decoy Sagan had set up. He was someplace in the rim of the brush behind us. I twisted around looking for a flash of his gun if he fired again. Hurry up, Rangers. Let me get a good shot. I'll put one right to your belly. You didn't expect to get away, did you, say good? You ain't got me yet. We can wait. You'll never get out of here unless we take you out. We got four guns. You're one, say good. Don't forget the extra joker I dealt myself. Talk up, Evan. Oh, Johnny, my arm. I still got Evan. Little Papa. And if one of you got a bullet mark for me, remember it's got to go through him first. Keep him talking, Jace. Maybe I can crawl around. No, 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 no. He's trigger happy. If he heard a sound, he put a bullet in Abbott's back. What do you say, Rangers? You want to see this punk die? I remember, I got nothing to lose by gunning it. What do you want, Sagard? I'll make you a deal. We don't make deals. You'll make this one or Abbott's dead. He's not fooling, Rangers. He'll kill me. I got a wife and a kid coming. Ain't that touching, Rangers? Now you got to play ball with me. What's your deal? Back off. Way off so I can see you go. And leave us your horses. And remember, Abbott will be in front of me when we come out to get him. Jeez, we can let him come out and then we can... Sure, sure, I know. All right, Sagard. You got a deal. I loosened the cinch on charcoal. We backed away, ready in case they fired. Then they moved out into the moonlight. Sagard kept Abbott between us and got him up on Lee's horse. Then he started to mount charcoal. Hold on, Rangers! Shake him, charcoal! Shake him, boy! Come on, Lee! He won't be able to hit anything but the ground. There goes, Sigurd. Watch him! Oh, my arm! My arm's not hit! You all right, Abbott? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Get up, Sigurd. Oh, my arm! Never borrow a ranger's horse when a ranger's around unless he wants you to have him. I'm glad I didn't have to kill you, Sagard. I want the rest of the prisoners at Pentland to see you back in that cell. Might help them make up their minds never to come back again. You can start that lesson with me, ranger. Once I get out, you won't see me there again. Good, Abbott. It's no place for a wife and kid to go visiting. All right, Sagard. Get going. John Saygood was brought to trial and found guilty on three counts of murder. His sentence, death in the electric chair. This is Joel McRae. Many tales about the Texas Rangers have been repeated until they are legend. And here's one of my favorites. Many years ago, rioting broke out in a Texas town, and the mayor appealed for aid from the rangers. He was at the railroad depot to meet the expected help when a stranger got off the train and approached him. Are you the mayor, the stranger asked. The mayor, looking anxiously for the ranger force, said, Yeah, but I have no time to talk to you now. I'm waiting for the Texas rangers to stop this rioting. The stranger said, I'm the ranger. I was sent down to help you. The mayor's mouth dropped open in dismay. They only send one ranger? Puzzled by the question, the ranger said, Yeah, you only got one riot, haven't you? Don't forget our date, same time next week, folks. See you then. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Tramp. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Frank Martin, Reed Hadley, Wilms Herbert, Dick Ryan, and Lorene Tuttle. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. This is Hal Gibney speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. The secret of Dennis Day's comedy is that he always appears perplexed and bewildered. 
Dennis will be back on the network of the Chimes Saturday, October 7th. That's three weeks from tonight, with more delightful mix-ups and popular music in the thrilling day manner. And that same Saturday, October 7th, also marks the return of Judy Canova with more of her mountain-style music and mayhem. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. 